Hey ladies, it's Bridget Todd here. As women, we put our hearts into everything. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month, and it's time to focus on our heart health. Release the Pressure wants to help Black women look at self-care as an act of self-preservation. During High Blood Pressure Education Month, let's help get to our goal of 100,000 Black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Visit iHeartRadio.com RTP for a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. That's iHeartRadio.com RTP. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Hi, it's Bridget Todd, host of There Are No Girls on the Internet. Listen, technology has made our lives easier in some ways, but it's also made us homebodies, scrolling mindlessly. Well, you get the point. Let Rails to Trails Conservancy unstick you from home. When you get out on a trail and get to walking, you'll feel so good. Trust me. You'll see that being out on the trail is so much more than a day outside. It's good for your soul. Get ideas for getting outside on the trail from Rails to Trails Conservancy, the nation's largest trails, walking, and biking advocacy organization. Visit railstotrails.org slash iHeart and on social media at Rails to Trails. One of my favorite conversations I've ever had on There Are No Girls on the Internet is with a writer who was targeted and harassed online about how she continues to stay safe while doing visible work on the internet. Without missing a beat, she said, anybody worried about online harassment should sign up for Delete Me. I signed up for Delete Me right then and there, and I personally recommend it to anyone. Sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. Now at a special discount for our listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash nogirls and use promo code nogirls at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash nogirls and enter code nogirls at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash nogirls, code nogirls. There Are No Girls on the Internet is a production of iHeartRadio and Unbossed Creative. I'm Bridget Todd, and this is There Are No Girls on the Internet. So it turns out it's not just you. I feel like Instagram has been pretty not fun lately. Images on my grid look terrible. I hardly ever see pictures from the people I actually want to get updates from. My in-real-life friends, cool creators that I intentionally followed on Instagram so that I would see their posts, I almost never see them. And actually, I hardly ever see photos on Instagram at all. What I do see are tons of reels, short video clips from creators and influencers that I don't follow and have never interacted with. And I don't know if it's just my feed, 
but it's usually not even reels about things that actually interest me. Like I get a lot of reels about cleaning hacks and different cleaning tactics that people are using. And anyone who knows me knows that I am not interested in cleaning. I am a total slob. Although maybe that's just the algorithm kind of shadily trying to tell me something. And it's also clear that a lot of these reels are just repurposed videos from TikTok, oftentimes one that I've already seen on TikTok, making its way to Instagram weeks later. I also see tons of sponsored reels that are just video advertisements. And I see a lot of these same kinds of video advertisements in my Instagram stories too. So if you have noticed this, you are not alone. And the ever powerful Kardashians have noticed it too. This week, Kim Kardashian and Kylie Jenner posted a meme reading, make Instagram Instagram again. Stop trying to be TikTok. I just want to see cute photos of my friends. And celebrities like the Kardashians have historically had a pretty big influence in the way that social media platforms are run. In February 2018, Kylie Jenner posted a tweet to her then 24.5 million followers saying that Snapchat was basically over. She tweeted, so does anyone else not even open Snapchat anymore? Or is it just me? Ugh, this is so sad. And just one day later, Snapchat shares had plummeted by 6%. And within a week, Snapchat had lost about $1.3 billion. And back when Snapchat featured an offensive advertisement made by a third party that asked users whether they'd rather slap Rihanna or punch Chris Brown, you'll remember that Chris Brown was dating Rihanna and physically attacked her. Snapchat apologized, but Rihanna was not having it. She responded saying, you spent money to animate something that would intentionally bring shame to domestic violence victims and make a joke of it. This isn't about my personal feelings because I don't have much of them. But all the women, children, and men who have been victims of domestic violence in the past, and especially the ones that haven't made it out yet, you let us down. Shame on you. Throw the whole apology away. And people listened, and they really did throw the whole app away. This whole thing ended up costing Snapchat about $800 million, according to Vanity Fair. So there is definitely a precedent for big celebrities having a very real influence over social media platforms. Which is probably why the very next day, the head of Instagram, Adam Mosseri, rushed to respond to the Kardashian criticisms of the app. Criticisms that I feel really echo how a lot of us feel about Instagram. Ryan Mack, tech reporter at the New York Times, pointed out that Mosseri usually posts recaps or updates about what's happening with Instagram at the end of the week. But this time, he responded the very next day, on a Tuesday, after the Kardashians' posts. Mac said that he would not be surprised at all if their criticisms were seen internally at Instagram as red alerts that the company needed to respond to immediately. So let's get into his response, which frankly wasn't great. First, he posted a video on Twitter, which I feel like really tells you something that he needed to use a completely different platform to explain the changes. But in any event, basically he said, we know you hate what's going on with Instagram and it's obviously awful, but... Too bad, because we're not going to change it. A big complaint is that photos, which was initially the purpose of Instagram in the first place, have been deprioritized by the platform's algorithm in favor of TikTok-style video reels. So unless you're posting that kind of video content, your posts are likely not going to have a lot of reach. So if you've noticed that images that you've been posting on Instagram have not gotten a lot of engagement lately, that's what's going on. Moseri spoke to this, saying that the platform was only trying to give users what they want, which is video content. That said, I need to be honest. 
I do believe that more and more of Instagram is going to become video over time. We see this even if we change nothing. We see this even if you just look at chronological feed. If you look at what people share on Instagram, that's shifting more and more to videos over time. If you look at what people like and consume and view on Instagram, that's also shifting more and more to video over time, even when we stop changing anything. So we're going to have to lean into that shift while continuing to support photos. The third thing I want to talk about is recommendations. Recommendations are posts in your feed from accounts that you do not follow. The idea is to help you discover new and interesting things on Instagram that you might not know even exist. Now, if you're seeing things in your feed that are recommendations that you're not interested in, that means that we're doing a bad job ranking and we need to improve. And you can X out a recommendation. You can even snooze all recommendations for up to a month or go to your following feed. But we're going to continue to try and get better at recommendations because we think it's one of the most effective and important ways to help creators reach more people. And I hate, hate, hate that reasoning. Because first, they've basically used their algorithm to surface video content over photos. And they've been explicitly telling creators that they have to make video content if they want to perform well on Instagram. So then turning around and claiming, oh, video is just the kind of content that users like to engage with the most. So we're just giving you what you want. Like they didn't actually put their thumb on the scales doesn't really work. And Instagram really has gone out of their way to tell creators that they must be making reels to perform well, even giving creators the ability to monetize reels on the platform. So obviously prioritizing video content isn't just some happenstance way that the platform is trying to give users what they want. Also, I have a really hard time just taking Facebook at their word about how they say their users are engaging with video content. Let's take a little trip down memory lane. Facebook has a clear documented history of inflating metrics to benefit their own bottom line. And I guess another word for that might be lying or mm, might be fraud. I don't know. I'm no legal expert, but, you know, not telling the truth about what's going on, we'll say. Facebook had to pay out $40 million to settle a lawsuit involving inflated video metrics. Their metrics were inflated by 150 to 900 percent. So basically, Facebook told media companies that users are watching lots and lots and lots of video content, as opposed to reading text content, which was not true at all. And based on that, companies then pivoted to video and did things like laying off writing staff to prioritize video producers. I was working in media at the time, and I actually saw firsthand the real-world impact and harm this caused to actual people. People lost their jobs, and previously independent media outlets like College Humor and NZ on the Air either shrunk or in some cases folded altogether. And I saw so many good people be pushed out of media because of this and just leave the field. Because working in a field where a company like Facebook can have so much control over your livelihood by lying just didn't feel stable. And Facebook's punishment for doing all this? Well, I told you that Facebook had to pay $40 million to settle this case. But that's just 0.18% of the company's annual revenue. So pretty much nothing. And this isn't even the first time that Facebook has misled people about how users are engaging with their content. A lawsuit from 2021 alleges the company lied to advertisers about how many people their ads could reach for years. And they did this knowingly. And when a Facebook product manager suggested changes to make the metrics more accurate, Facebook managers rejected the idea because the revenue impact would be significant. Oh, or how about when Facebook decided to get into podcasts back in 2021? And it only lasted a year, during which it seems like everybody was getting their podcasts from Facebook. Only the company said that a, quote, error was causing those metrics to be artificially inflated before ditching podcasts altogether. 
Um, so yeah, definitely trust what Facebook says about how users engage with its content at your own peril. Let's take a quick break. Hey ladies, it's Bridget Todd here. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month. It is crucial for us, especially as Black women, to focus on our heart health. We pour our heart and soul into every aspect of our lives, but often our own health takes a back seat. That's where Release the Pressure comes in. It's all about us, Black women, seeing self-care as an essential act of self-preservation. Whether it's for yourself, your family, or your community, your health is invaluable. Let's help get to our goal of 100,000 Black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Here's how you can join in. Head to iHeartRadio.com slash RTP for a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. Let's make our health a priority. Visit iHeartRadio.com slash RTP today. Together, we can make a difference in our health and our lives. Join us and let's take care of our hearts together. Hi, it's Bridget Todd, host of There Are No Girls on the Internet. Listen, technology has made our lives easier in some ways, but it's also made us homebodies, scrolling mindlessly. Well, you get the point. Let Rails to Trails Conservancy unstick you from home. When you get out on a trail and get to walking, you'll feel so good. Trust me. You'll see that being out on the trail is so much more than a day outside. It's good for your soul. Get ideas for getting outside on the trail from Rails to Trails Conservancy, the nation's largest trails, walking, and biking advocacy organization. Visit railstotrails.org slash iHeart and on social media at Rails to Trails. Y'all know I love the internet, but a sad truth about it is that it can be a scary place, especially for women, people of color, and trans folks. We've talked to people on this podcast, whistleblowers, activists, and advocates who are making technology safer, who then become targets for doing that work. But the truth is, it can happen to any of us online. That's why I personally use and recommend Delete Me. Delete Me finds and removes any personal information you don't want online and makes sure it stays off. Sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special discount for our listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash nogirls and use promo code nogirls at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash nogirls and enter code nogirls at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash nogirls code nogirls. So in 2024, one of my goals is to finally get serious about my finances. It's been kind of a big emotional thing for me. Thinking about money historically has caused me a lot of anxiety and stress because I have a lot of trauma related to money. And if you can relate, if that sounds like you, check out Fearless Finance. Fearless Finance provides on-demand, comprehensive financial planning by the hour. It's a new way to get financial advice without all the headaches, high fees, and commitments that come with traditional financial advisors. Fearless Finance planners don't sell anything. No used car salesman vibe here. And that means no concerns about being sold something just for the commission that it earns a rep. Their planners meet you where you are on your financial journey. No judgment, whether you're looking to buy a house, optimize your savings, or just want to make sure your finances are okay. They can answer your questions and help you achieve your goals. No question is too small. No problem is too big. Fearless Finance is making financial advice more affordable and accessible. You meet with your planner virtually, and they charge by the hour. Visit fearlessfinance.com today to get started. You can chat with a planner for free to make sure it's a good fit. And you'll get $50 off your first planning meeting when you use code GIRLS. And we're back. 
And I think that's what it really comes down to. Instagram wants to do two things. One, compete with TikTok. If you listen to the episode that we did with Abby Richards about how they worked with PR companies to make TikTok look bad, then you already know all about this. And two, generate ad revenue. They don't care if this is what their user base wants or what creators want. Their leadership is basically just saying, too bad. And you know, I love TikTok, but I don't make video content myself because it's just not me. I'm a podcaster, not a performer. I want to break something down in like a wordy 30-minute episode, which just does not always translate to a slick 30-second video performance. I also just think that short-form video takes a lot more of a specific kind of energy and skills. And it's actually why influencers like the Kardashians probably don't like it very much. Because it's one thing to be gorgeous and look perfect and polished in a still photograph. It's quite another to make a video where you have to be engaging, funny, or smart. And no shade to them because it is definitely not my skill set either. I remember when Instagram first started prioritizing video content, and I knew it was pretty much going to be over for me on that platform. Instagram specifically told creators that if they wanted their posts to perform well on the platform, they needed to post five to seven reels per week. That's like a reel every day. And I just didn't like the idea of trying to push myself to make a reel every day, whether I felt like it or not, or whether I had something to say or not, just to appease whatever Mark Zuckerberg and Adam Mosseri had arbitrarily decided and that they could change at any moment. I can imagine it's probably not great for the mental health of creators who are being pushed to pump out more and more content if they want to make an impact and be prioritized on the platform. And it does just feel like we're all beholden to whatever new thing Facebook and Meta decide to prioritize. Back in the day, Instagram was just this chronological feed that showed things like kind of an appetizing lunch or dinner meals and cat photos. Then in 2016, they ditched the chronological feed in favor of the algorithmic one that we have now. Then to compete with Snapchat, they started stories. And when they rolled that out, that was where all the engagement was at. Then there was their live streaming. And then in 2018, they rolled out IGTV to compete with YouTube, which they shut down earlier this year. And now we have Reels which honestly just feels like a less good clone of TikTok. And I guess I just don't understand what role Instagram is trying to play in my digital life. It's trying to compete with so many things, Snapchat, TikTok, YouTube, and doing none of them particularly well. Even when the thing that put it on the map was so simple, just images. Like I said, it's just not fun. And it's also a bummer because I used to love Instagram. It used to be pretty fun. Writer Jess Skolnick did a great job of summing up how I feel about it, saying on Twitter, the only people who want these changes are advertisers. Congrats on turning a simple app for sharing photos into a dead virtual mall. And since so many of the reels you see now are from people that you don't follow, have never engaged with, and who make content about stuff that doesn't interest you, I really can't imagine this is an ideal situation for creators either. Non-binary cosplay creator Lizard Lee, who has about 60,000 followers on Instagram, tweeted about the platform's recommendations being so bad that creators like them get an influx of abuse and angry comments from people who don't follow them, who are furious that their content that they don't want to see or even care about has been surfaced to them. Now, Lizard Lee says that they don't blame those users who leave those angry comments. They blame Instagram for continuously serving up content in what seems like haphazard ways to people who do not want it. But if you're missing the chronological feed of people that you actually follow like me, I do have one good tip for you. You can kind of go back to a chronological feed of people that you intentionally follow if you use Instagram's following tab, which will show you posts from people that you follow in chronological order. Just go to your Instagram home screen and tap the cursive Instagram logo in the top left corner of your homepage. 
don't feel bad if you didn't know about this feature. I didn't know about it either. And I guess that's kind of my point. If we're having to do so much gamifying to make Instagram a platform that works for us and actually provides the user experience that we're all looking for, isn't something wrong? Should we need to do so much just to get back to that simple Instagram functionality that users say they want? And for the head of Instagram, Adam Osiri, to make this desperate video on Twitter about how, no, 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 we know Instagram is terrible, but it's for your own good, just kind of feels like the last gasp of a dying company that doesn't know what it wants to be. Anyway, I really want to hear what you think. What has your experience on Instagram been like? What are your thoughts on video content like Reels? Do you love it? Do you hate it? I really want to know. Hit me up on social media. Yep, even on Instagram. My handle is Bridget Marie in DC. Or shoot me an email at hello at tangodi.com. If you're looking for ways to support the show, check out our merch store at tangodi.com slash store. You can also find transcripts for today's episode at tangodi.com. There Are No Girls on the Internet was created by me, Bridget Todd. It's a production of iHeartRadio and Unbossed Creative. Edited by Joey Pat. Jonathan Strickland is our executive producer. Tari Harrison is our producer and sound engineer. Michael Amato is our contributing producer. I'm your host, Bridget Todd. If you want to help us grow, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, ladies, it's Bridget Todd here. As women, we put our hearts into everything. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month, and it's time to focus on our heart health. Release the Pressure wants to help Black women look at self-care as an act of self-preservation. During High Blood Pressure Education Month, let's help get to our goal of 100,000 Black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Visit iHeartRadio.com RTP for a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. That's iHeartRadio.com RTP. Hi, it's Bridget Todd, host of There Are No Girls on the Internet. Listen, technology has made our lives easier in some ways, but it's also made us homebodies, scrolling mindlessly. Well, you get the point. Let Rails to Trails Conservancy unstick you from home. When you get out on a trail and get to walking, you'll feel so good. Trust me. You'll see that being out on the trail is so much more than a day outside. It's good for your soul. Get ideas for getting outside on the trail from Rails to Trails Conservancy, the nation's largest trails, walking, and biking advocacy organization. Visit railstotrails.org slash iHeart and on social media at Rails to Trails. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. 
Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.